1: Yeah.
3: Welcome to J.ill, yeah. a production of iHeartRadio.
4: Yeah. Hi, welcome to J.I.L, the podcast. This is Jill Scott, and I'm here with my sister friends, yeah. Aja Graydon-Danzler.
0: That
3: would be myself. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and Laia St. Clair.
3: Yeah, you better talk
5: about it. Tell the world about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
4: today's uh this this conversation that we're having today I'm having a little bit of uh trouble because you know I don't I don't know where to to begin let's see well I remember being a little girl um with my mom and we got all dressed up and um she even I even had a purse that day <laughs> and I don't know how she managed this um but we were on the front row of a play and um My mom had taken me to many plays at this point. And, you know, I was I was excited and I was told to, you know, cross my legs because I was sitting on front seat, which I did uh, like a little lady. And I even had perfume that day. Well, we saw the whiz. And I remember there were parts that scared me and I I climbed under the chair because I was afraid. And my mom said, "It's okay. It's okay. It's okay." And I remember sitting back in my chair and watching. And I had my whole body push forward, and this voice—oh, ladies and gentlemen, this voice—it was—it was was just—it was pure and warm and and real and honest. And when she sang "Home," I'm about to cry. I'm trying to get myself together. When she sang "Home," it was this feeling of like somebody had poured syrup. Warm syrup all over our bodies. It was one of the most amazing, incredible experiences that I've had in in a life, in a whole lifetime. Um, I'm going to continue with some more stories. Years later, many, many years later, I I had an album out and I I was doing pretty good, I think. And um, there was an artist who had a number one hit on the radio. And um, this is this is hearsay. I don't know if this is true or not, but I'm I'm gonna go ahead and tell this story. Well, anyway, um, there was this this artist that had a number one hit on the radio. It was everywhere. It was great for them, and they were doing a show with this woman that I'm going to introduce you to. Okay, anyway, so um, the artist was upset that they had to go before the woman that we're about to speak to now, and made a big stink about it made such a stink to the promoters and such. They said, fine, you know, I, I mean, didn't say fine, but actually the artist that is here with us today, she heard because people in the band were overhearing, you know, the foolishness. I don't I, I, I don't understand. I got a number one hit. So the band went back and told this lovely artist that I'm with. And she said, go ahead, let them close. Well, <laughs> honey. I was not there, okay? So take this with, with a, a, you know a spoonful of, not even a spoon, take it with a grain of salt because I was not there. But from what I understand from the musicians that were there and the artist members that were there, that Miss Stephanie Mills got on stage and proceeded to tear the bricks out of the building <laughs> one by one. Shut one down. by one. Understand. Duh. And she hadn't even sung home yet. Okay.
6: <laughs> oh, shit. Baby. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Baby.
3: And Baby. The,
4: afterwards, after the, the crowd had cried and sung and danced and hugged each other and cheered Miss Stephanie Mills on, they were exhausted. Cause she left no crumbs, not a single, <laughs> not a single one. Everybody right. was full, okay. I mean, and then the artist uh, that made such a stink went on after her, and um, sang the one song that they had that was the hit. And that's all you could really say is bless, bless their heart, ladies and gentlemen. It is our great and deep honor and pleasure. To say hello to Miss Stephanie Mills. Hi,
2: you guys. And you know, that is a true story. It's sad, but it's true. But later years, that same artist, like maybe last year or two years ago, sent me a letter and apologized for that. And, and that was at BB Kings. Good
3: God. Oh, wow.
2: Yeah, it was that BB King's? I don't want to say the artist's name because I'm not in, into that. But Mm-mm. that was a uh, that was a true story. She wouldn't even take a picture with me. We won't hmm. we wanted to take pictures. She wouldn't take a picture with me or anything. And um, I was like, okay, just I can go on first. Even now, I have no problem. First, second, whatever. I'm going to go on and enjoy myself because I really love to perform and sing. So even now, and and even now, there's some artists out there that are mean you know and they're of my age and of my era and they're still mean and i don't know why but i just like to enjoy and i like to lift us up i'm i'm unapologetically black
3: yes oh, I will oh, always be.
0: you are so in the right place <laughs> <laughs> i have to say blackity
3: black black up in here okay and, and, and as as a general rule yes. welcome home Thank you. Thank you. And we
4: love you for it. Thank you. We do. You're just a tiny pocket of fantastic and brilliant vocals.
3: My goodness. Uh, uh, Wow. 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 Okay. We need that kind of, we need, you know, that kind of leadership and, and energy at all times amongst us, those of us who are strong and who we are and in and in our craft yes because all they... don't decide to do both right S- some right. decide to just be strong in the craft which is fine but others who decide to be strong in the craft but then also be strong in their word and what they say and their identity and who they are and repping for us as a community and a culture that's very important to
2: me because there's a lot of scared negroes out there mm. and I don't know why in 2023 we're still afraid. You know, I've been told so many times, oh, you're going to be blacklisted Oh, you're going to be this if you do that. You know, when I took off to have my son in five years, I was home with him coming home because I wanted to be home with my son when he came home from school. Oh, that's a death, that's suicide. I've had people tell me, oh, dark girls are not popular anymore. Um, You should learn how to sing jazz. And to that You know, I just listen and I'm like, you have your opinion, but God has a whole nother opinion. And that's how I've always (sighs) lived my life. I've always, you know, I've always been told I was too this, too black, too this, too short, not pretty enough. And I never bought into that. I always stayed in my lane, did what I wanted to do. And I never wanted to be, well, I am pop because I am popular, just like Uh, Jill Scott is pop, she's popular. So what is pop? You know, I've always said we're popular, we're already pop. You know, it's just what they choose to, to put their machine behind. And I've had that machine behind me early in my career and I understood what it meant and what it didn't mean. But I chose to be who I am and I liked what I was doing. So I didn't wanna, I didn't wanna have to sell my soul to be a certain, to get at a certain level. And I don't like when people say, oh, well, you should be at this level. What level? You're already at a level. What level is that? I I never understood that.
4: When people say sell your soul, what what does
2: that mean to you? That means that you have done or will do just about anything to be in a circle of people, that you don't need to be in. All the people that I know that have been in circles, what they thought was better or that would further their career is dead. Mm. They are dead. Um, Mm. Why do we, I don't, I never understood why we see artists, our Black artists, or uh, you see the example of what not to do and then you continue to go down that same path, I never, I never understood it, and I never understand why we think vanilla ice cream is colder than chocolate. Mm. I never, I never understood that. And so I don't I thought, know if it's what we think. What do you
4: think it is? Like you said, um, some artists are pushed, some content is pushed, and that is to keep us not loving each other. Yes. Not being kind to one another, not listening to one another, um separating it's it's that whole you know Willie Lynch thing still absolutely you know? absolutely um, however, you know, people argue about if that's true or not, but it it appears to be true to me because it's continuing separate the light from the dark, the young from the old, separate the families from their children, you know, a uh, just se- separation, and it's it appears that this is what this particular society enjoys. Yes. They prefer us that way. You said something, I I, I won't pretend to quote you, but I, I thought it was absolutely the truth. You said the, it was something along the lines of um, they want our music, just not from us.
2: Yes, they want R&B, but not from me or you. They want <laughs> it from Justin Timberlake or Adele or uh, Molly Cyrus or, you know, they're still, you know, like how can you name Justin Timberlake the R&B King. What is that?
6: <laughs> who, who did that? Nobody You know?
2: That. Yeah. You know, it's so R&B offensive. King. It's very offensive. I find mm. it offensive, but it's mm. what it is. You know, it's like, it's what it is. You don't expect anything different. But if, like uh, Tyrese, that song, Shame, that mm, song mm. was incredible. And yes. Justin Timberlake yes. sang that song. Yes. He'll be hearing it right now. Right, right, it would have <laughs> he would have won all kind of Grammys, all kind of this that it's the same thing, and it's really
5: sad. Yeah, because we follow it. We follow the and same model. When We become executives. Yeah. We do the same thing. I was telling somebody the other day. They were like, "Why do Why do some people feel like they need a white figurehead to do things?" I was like, "No, shade, Stephanie." But I was like, "It's a very boomer mentality, but it's not their fault, right?" It's right. It's not their fault because that's what they had to do. So now we're stopping it, but we need to continue to tell the story of why we did it and why it wasn't their fault. But you know, it's it's.
3: <sighs> yeah, I mean, we have a business that doesn't like to update its modality it it fights every time our business has to shift or change it fights it tooth and nail yes and i don't know if that's like that with every other industry but this industry is very married to the way that it does things and so people just don't want to shift or change more real talk after the break
7: Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. at
3: You mentioned the machine. I-, I really want you to speak to some of the younger artists. I think... The machine is very, it's attractive because it helps to get things done that they think they need to get done. What are some of the things that they need to really think about if they're going to engage with the machine? How do you maintain and still end up a Stephanie Mills having the mentality that you have after interacting with that? Stay true to yourself. You know, know how, just like they know how to deal
2: with us. Mm. You have to know and learn how to deal with them and get what we need from them in just that space. Mm, mm, but keep mm. your surroundings small and keep people that you can trust. You can't trust everybody. And sometimes even the people that you have around you will sell you out. So you have to give what you can give, but keep the best part of yourself For yourself. Or Don't, yourself. Teach Don't teach everybody everything That's you know.
4: Ooh, ooh, ooh! Oh! I always say you could give, you could give a lot, but definitely keep, keep the most important parts yeah, for yourself.
2: Yes, you have to, you have to, and just navigate, navigate through it. That's not like they do because they, they, they throw us away when they're finished making money off of us, and then there's a new uh, flavor. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So as soon as they make money, I mean, they'll cancel us just like nothing. It's nothing nothing. to them. We mean nothing to them. We are dollar cents. We are dollars, and I mean, look how they made the rap game R and B. What?
4: What is that? For a long time, took the R and B category off
2: off television. I think it still is. It still is because it doesn't
4: matter to them.
2: And why we don't see that? Why we don't address that? The ones that have that kind of uh, power the ones that have elevated to that kind of power why don't they adjust that they don't because they're afraid to be canceled
4: yeah i, I absolutely believe that we need a whole other thing we need a, we need other shows we need absolutely. other support we need other um outlets we do. that that really celebrate excellence
5: but here's the thing mm. we have we have some other shows right like we have image awards we now have the grio the question is the the way that certain shows legitimize you as an artist. You can have 50 dozen black things, but if this is this this one
3: is the king and you keep making it the king and you make it the king. Right. You pay your money and the thing is the king don't pay you. The king doesn't give you anything. You pay the king to sit in the king's court. And this is this is this is when we don't elevate like I said, if you're using the same model and you slap a black Face on it, it's so, not different. This
2: is the problem, though, that a lot of people don't know. A lot of the black shows are written by white writers. A lot no, of the black Stephanie, shows, no. yes, yes, yes. They put a black director or a black producer in front of it to
5: make you think it's black. And they it's did. Not. That's why I thought that because because Jesse be there. It's
2: not. It's not. Then these these black shows have a white producer. That's telling them yeah, what they can true. and cannot do. Yeah. That's the problem. And then you yeah. have your B.E.T.s who sold to, to uh, what, Amazon? Or Viacom. Viacom, Viacom. You think they care about us?
6: No.
2: I, I think Barry Gordy should have held on to Motown. We sell our things out and whites hold on to theirs. That's power. That's wealth. You know what I'm saying? It's like we wow. should, uh, Bob Johnson should have never sold B.E.T. Why? White yeah. people hold on to their things. We gotta learn to hold on to ours and pass it down to our children. I saw an interview
4: recently with Byron Allen, shout out to him. He said mm-hmm. he yes. was in the in the room when Barry Gordy sold Motown. And he said all he could do was cry. I he know. just a grown man in the suit handling business, just sobbing like a baby. You know? I probably added more to that. But yeah, it's
2: like how much more money do you really need? Because that's so powerful. We should still own Motown, I think.
3: I agree. It's not like Detroit's been revitalized. I also think if we're going to have these companies, we also need to be more ethical about our practices. Yes. If we are, we have to step up and be better than what we've been taught to be from these other You know, examples, if we're going to be exploitative, too, to our own people, then what does that say? So a lot of times it's for me, it's 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 and in both. We should be in ownership of our own things, but we should be operating at a level that far exceeds the ethical or the moral compass or whatever you want to call it. You know that these I mean, a completely different model. Yes. Completely different. Because, you know, I me personally, I'm not happy with a black man owning my masters no more than I'm happy with a white man owning my masters. Absolutely.
5: Um, Well, (laughs) well, and where do we start?
3: Well, I love it. This this is tea, baby.
5: And where do we start?
3: I'm into it.
4: Listen, it's going to be quiet because this is what you do. This is this is what you do ladies and gentlemen of however old you are when you are in a space with someone who has far more experience than you who has seen and felt things that you you couldn't even put into words when you're in that space you get quiet okay so this is one of those times that mm-hmm. I'm I'm just so pleased um, to be able to to speak to you. We we all are. We're just so pleased and excited. What are you excited about?
2: I'm excited about us. I love us. And I will for my mother was a very strong strong woman and had a business in Brooklyn. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. Grew up in Bed Stuy.
6: Yes. <laughs> and
2: my mother was an activist and didn't even know it. You know, she was always like, Cookie, don't ever look back. That's what my family called me, Cookie, don't ever look back. Uh, if you can't be the corn, don't be the cob. You know, it's it's those things that she taught me when I was a little girl. I now so understand, you know, she told me not to trust. You know, she's from the South, so she didn't trust a lot of whites. She didn't trust even some of the blacks that was there, but she definitely taught me to pay attention to what was going on. And when you're growing up, you're like, oh, mom, I don't want to do that. But now that I, as I've gotten older, I really realized what she was was telling me. And I apply that to my life, my every day life. I'm excited just about Living it now that I have at 60, going to be 66, I have joy and I have peace. I didn't allow this business to ruin me. I never was about the business. I love to sing and I love to do it, but I was never about the fake shit, you know, going to the parties and having to be done up 100% all the time. I wasn't Stephanie Mills all the time. That's deadly you cannot Ooh. be yourself it's deadly I mean you have to li- I go to the post office I go to the grocery store I, you know I have a normal life because that shit fades away Come on. you are not go in a limousine every day and what if Come you on. lose all your stuff then what happens you're like crazy and I know an artist in particular I won't mention the name that did not know how to function couldn't do anything on her own And she's not with us anymore. But I always wanted to drive myself. I didn't get caught up in, oh, Miss Mills, Old no. Because I know who I am. I know where I came from. I came from Brooklyn. My mother was like, you still have to wash those dishes. You still have to clean your room. While on Broadway. Yeah, a lot of stuff is is fake. Even when I was doing the whiz at, at, uh, at 19, my mother still made me do chores you know and i just think you have to keep it real don't get caught up in the oh you're a star what stars are in the sky
5: sound like jill
2: <laughs> stars are in the sky let me tell you so it's like mm-mm, you sing and you and 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 i appreciate my fans so 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 much cuz when everybody canceled me in the industry I was when? Still able to, I was still, I was still, I missed it. it. I'm like, yeah, no, I don't think... I'm telling you, I still was able to do my shows and sell out my shows. When was right. that Stephanie? You, I mean, a, they, years, I, years ago, but even okay. now, you know, I, I was never the popular one. I was hmm. never like, I was never like the popular one cause I wasn't willing to do like, When I lived in Los Angeles, because I lived in Los Angeles for nine years, and I would go to auditions, which I hate auditioning. Mm -hmm.
6: um,
2: They would always make you feel so small. And so I I called my mom one day and I was like, I just don't want to audition. I was crying. I was like, "I, I can't do it. They just look at you like you're crazy. But she said, don't do it. She said, only do what people will offer you. She said, go where you're celebrated. Not tolerated, and I never forgot that. And that's what I teach my son. And honey, he thinks he's the king of the world. You can't. He's like, I go where I'm celebrated, not tolerated. And that's what I did.
5: And that was after the Wiz. You're talking about, huh? That
2: was because I didn't want to audition for the Wiz. I went to the Wiz audition crying because I had gone up for so many things and didn't get them. So I was like, I don't want to go. My mother took me, and I sang for them, and then they called me back. And after three auditions I got the role as as Dorothy
5: oh so that was the one yes that was the safe that was where they wanted you okay I
2: do you do you remember how much you got paid on Broadway I got paid $1,500 a week
4: plus per diem
2: plus per diem that's pretty good right for the time I mean I got paid $1,500 yep $1,500 that's like
5: $10,000 today or $10,000 a week yeah (laughs)
2: <laughs> yep, I got paid $1,500 mm-hmm. yep I remember that that was such a glorious time to be around all of that and Charlie yeah. Smalls and Ken Harper oh my god yes oh and I love
5: when mm-hmm. you say his name you know I love when you say his name
2: right Ted Ross
5: Ted Ross yes Ted <laughs>
2: Ross was amazing he won a Tony for the show We, the Wiz won seven Tonys. Yes. And uh, we won for Best Musical. Dee Dee Bridgewater won for Glenda. Ted Ross won. But it was just, but they did not want us on Broadway. No. Honey, they gave us the worst reviews ever. But my Uh mother belonged to a church, Cornerstone Baptist Church in Brooklyn. And Ken Harper's mother belonged to a, a huge church. And they brought church loads of buses to our show. And then once we did the commercial, then it opened up and and The Wiz was. But even still, the way The Wiz closed, they weren't gracious to us.
5: Yeah, mm. I, we never hear that story.
2: No, they weren't gracious. They moved us. We were at the Majestic Theater mm. and they moved us to the Broadway Theater, which was a bigger theater. Well, we had been mm-hmm. on Broadway for five years. So what they did was they moved us where we would fail. and the And The Wiz didn't do the business at the Broadway Theater that it did. At the majestic. They should have never moved us, but they didn't want us there anymore. Mm. And Broadway is truly the great white way. They, what don't, do you want, know? <laughs> they don't want us Rock all. It's time. Oh, they do not want us there at all. Wait, is that it- time. We had Oops. racing in the Sun. We had Bubbling Brown right. There was nothing but Black shows on Broadway when the Wiz was Sophisticated ladies. Mm-hmm. Sophisticated mm-hmm. ladies.
5: Shout out to George Faison, too. Say his oh, name. You gotta yes. say his name. George
2: um, Faison is come a on. brilliant, brilliant yeah. choreographer. There will never be a choreographer that did the Wiz Storm like George Faison did. They're bringing... Uh, the whiz back to Broadway, but I don't care
5: what they do. If it ain't going to be the exact thing, it ain't never going to be right. No. That makes zero
4: sense to me because I know when when I was doing Rent, if I did anything different, I got a note. Yes. You're supposed to uphold the writer's concept. You are not supposed to to budge or move. Once it's solidified, it is done. And yes. you do anything off course,
3: you're going to get fired. Yes. Yeah, but you know what? It seems like there is a bit of an obsession with a re, this constant reworking of the whiz, the the not upholding of the you know of the original. Yeah, and I and I don't feel like it's all the way bad, but I'm just I mean not I don't think it's bad. I just think it's just interesting how it is something culturally that we want to continue to reimagine. Exactly. Rather than. Uphold the original in that way. You know what I'm saying? Where they
2: uphold Hello, Dolly. They uphold Funny Girl. They uphold Chicago. They uphold Chicago. Shoot. You know nothing about why do we have to change something that won seven Tony Awards?
5: And Stephanie, you mentioned something very important. You mentioned when you were talking about uh, George Faison and the Wind scene. People don't understand that this woman right here, right, yes. is is the Wind. Exactly. With so you don't see that, you have no reference of like what the symbol that you see when you see the original Wiz means. It's, it's going to be very
2: interesting to see what they do to the whiz. And if they do something that is not good, I'm definitely gonna speak out about it. Yes,
3: yeah. Maybe. I wanna shout out George Faison also because George Faison also um, did so much work with so many R&B artists, in, in particular, um, yes. Ashford Earth, and Wind Simpson. Earth, Fire. Earth, Wind & Fire and um and and also with ashford and simpson and i remember when we met with george fazon and we were working on a project with him at one point and george fazon got us together i just need you to i just put that what does that mean he got my husband he don't play yes he got me and my husband together on stage he came out to see our show and he was just like we need to talk (laughs) <laughs> and yes, we need to talk. And he was like, listen, I'm just going to give you a few pointers. I'm going to pull some things from Nick and Val to, so y'all can understand how this needs to look. And he taught us things that to this day, my husband and I still do on stage because George Faison was like, this is the way, This is the this is the frame. Yes. This is the way this should look. When he Ah. is singing, you wanna be be, you wanna slide back. When you're singing, he's giving us all of this direction. So if you ever come see Kendra the Family Soul on stage, you're going to see and you know that's part of the the legacy that George Faison has passed on for artists and the way that they perform. (laughs) This is a black history moment. I love it.
2: Yes. Oh my God. George was amazing and we did this we did the Wiz three times. I did the Wiz on Broadway originally and then I did two revivals of it. And mm-hmm. it was always brilliant. Oh and then the last revival we did I got to do it with Andre Deshields who is the <gasps> ultimate. Wow. Winner. You know uh, Andre and I keep in touch. I think we're getting ready to do something in October uh, for the Wiz uh,
5: Oh uh, my god cuz he's he's one of the only folks still
2: like left him, from the dick, dick. Yes, he's only like, one of the only ones. Yes.
5: And we can see him, it's funny, I watch him in the Martin Short. He was he did a little stint on the Martin Short um Steve Martin show. But yes. just a reference for everybody. He's yes. awesome. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. he's
2: awesome. Did you enjoy the movie? I enjoyed, you know, I was a di or still is a Diana Ross fan. Her and Me Michael too. would come to the show at during that time almost every night to watch it. And um I stayed with Michael when he was filming the show on Sutton Place Mm. and one morning we got up and I went with him to to the shooting but the Wiz movie was nothing like the Wiz play you know tell us how please it was their version I mean I was a young girl Diana was a school teacher it wasn't like the play they didn't take it from the play and make it that no but when the other director was going to do it they were considering me to do Dorothy, but when Sidney Lamette took over, he wanted Diane Ross.
4: It's it's literally it's one of my favorite things.
2: I took yes. it to show
4: and tell in the third grade. <laughs> I took the uh the record to show and tell. Mm-hmm.
2: The whiz play had love and and hard work and just love in it. It's just like if you eat some food and it has attitude in it. You said this this person cooked this food and it had attitude. You can tell when when Jill sings, I'm living my life like my I'm golden. That touches my heart. When people ask me how am I living my life, I say like I'm golden. Mm. You know, you can tell when things have love in it. And the Wiz movie to me didn't have love in it. Neither did the 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 one we did in 2015. That was very interesting to me to what do the, the live 20? version. We did the one that was on television. The, the, the one the, that was televised. The
3: NBC one. With, oh God, God yeah. yeah. But you know what, though? Shout outs to several people that were really, that did some vocally beautiful things on oh, yeah. that. And, but and you as well, because you know, were on it. But Yeah, I played on M. But the, what's interesting to me, also too, is that so the movie for a lot of us is so like significant to our kind of development as young people. Right. Those mm. of us who weren't able to get to Broadway, you know what I'm saying? Right. And in my household, my sister and I are seven years apart. So my sister went to see you on Broadway. Right. Okay. Right. I didn't get that chance. Right. I was very little at the time. I, I didn't go. And, but the movie is like this huge significant thing for me. I have an aunt who told me one time, you know, every year the Wizard of Oz will come on TV and oh, yes, whatever. Oh, yes, that's what I used to watch. And I and me I too. loved it. And I and my aunt said to me one day, she says, "This is a beautiful movie and I know you love it." She said, "But you will never understand the meaning of the Wizard of Oz until you see the Wiz." The Wiz helped me understand mm. what the real meaning of this story is. Mm-hmm. She was like, "It it it and so once that became like something I heard from an elder. The movie took on like a whole nother, you know, uh, life for us. But I think the thing about the Broadway version that I think is so important, and I want to just circle back to it, and you touched on this, is that some things must be canon. Some things we need to really be specific about preserving so that it lasts, so that people who were not able to see it in its original form with the original cast can go back and see a revival of it and know that they're getting that same experience that somebody who saw it 20 years prior saw or experienced it is just it's so important i do wish and hope for this next kind of iteration that they really are trying to to respect that fact i'm i'm hoping that doesn't sound like do you know
2: i'm hoping i haven't heard much. About it, I did meet one of the producers when I went to see Piano Lesson on Broadway, and he was there. And he was telling me that they're they starting to do, uh, the Whiz. And I told him, I hope that you're staying true to. Does
5: his skin good. look like my skin?
2: Yes, his skin look like yeah. His
5: skin oh, okay. looks okay. like
2: our skin. Yes. Okay. It's it's called respect. Stephanie, do you feel respected? I feel respected. I. You know why? Because I don't. I didn't seek respect from anybody else. You know what I'm saying? I respect myself and my fans respect me. People that I care about, people that spend their hard earned money to buy my CDs, to go and, and purchase things on my website. I feel very respected. That's why I've never done any of those shows, uh, Unsung, what is that? What is I, I,
5: that? People get lost in the title. I know it's oh, a for no. or against it. I get it. I, I yeah. know.
2: I, I would never do it. They've tried to get me to do it, and I, I'm like, no, I don't.
5: But I'm sung,
2: right? But I am
5: sung, right? That's <laughs> what, what you what mean. I
2: said, I, said, I'm, I,
5: am yeah, I don't what feel, I feel that way, right. They need to change I'm the so- title now. Yeah, it's fun, feel, it's weird. Yeah,
2: you know? I feel very respected, especially now in my later years. I feel very respected because I'm proud of myself of not giving in to the noise hmm. and there's a lot of noise and jill knows there's a lot of people in your ear you should do this you should be here you should do this i didn't listen to the noise we're
5: going to take a quick break and then we'll be right
4: back
7: Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T.
3: What are some of your, like, self-care and, like, you know, practices like your your skin looks amazing. Your voice is still, pristine. you Uh, know, uh. you, you look amazing. You sound amazing. Like help, help us help ourselves. (laughs) Um, I've always been a sleeper. I sleep very well.
2: My My friend, friend. (laughs) I sleep very well, but I go and get um, facials every four weeks, every six weeks. I get, I'm a, I'm a pamper, pamper girl. I love to get my nails done. I love to get pedicures. I really love to take care of myself. I sing every day. Um, and I exercise, but now that I'm older, I can't do the exercise that I was doing, um, years ago. So I walk on the treadmill and I'll do stuff like that, but I, I stay in tune to me. I don't listen to like people say, Oh, Stephanie, you should, there's this new, I don't follow the new trend. I follow what works for me and what I've been doing over the years works for me. And that's what I tell them. I'm like, I, I, what works for me works for me. I'm not mad that you do that or you do that. I've never had any Botox. I had my nose done when early eighties. And that's when Michael had his done. And I was following behind him and uh, I had. I would milk. have
5: never known that if you didn't say that. Like, it's yep, a very I did. But, a um, beautiful job. After,
2: after mm. that, I I didn't do. They kept going and I, I stopped. But um, that's that's what I do.
4: Yeah, we're grateful that that you are so aware of yourself and that you've been really honest and vocal about your opinions and your thoughts. And, you know, like we're dealing obviously with a cancel culture. But what I notice um, when I listen to interviews that you've had is that you'll be dropping all kinds of goodness and knowledge and affirmation on people. But what will get picked will be whatever could be remotely salacious. Mm -hmm. I've had that experience myself. I've been like, well, damn. Of all the things and then a clip of it, but not in context. right? Right. How do you how do you deal with that? Because I mean, the option is to not
2: say or do anything. I you never know, I never, that- I never <laughs> clap back, you know, because the the three most important people in my life that really have that have molded me was my mother, my father, and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, which I will never deny him in no way. Just like when they took him off Instagram, I even said, you know, well, you might as well take me off because I'm still gonna promote and say, he's my pops. I've been around him since I was 16 years old. I will never deny him. And people that talk about him don't really know him. I've stayed at his house, have grown up as kids. We used to fight as as kids. So that his teachings and my mother's Christian teaching and my father, because my mother and father were deacon and deaconess of Cornerstone Baptist Church, has molded me to who I am. I could never, uh, I don't want to clap back at people. It doesn't make sense. They have their opinion, and I have mine. If I want to say what I want to say, I think about what I say. And then I say it because I'm never, ever going to apologize for nothing I say. I hate when people do that shit. If you said something and you felt that way, stand on
5: it. Don't apologize. But if if you hurt somebody, Stephanie...
2: Well... Look at all the things that have been said about us. We've been called gorillas. Our first lady was disrespected the entire eight years that they were in the White House. They never clapped back. We they're killing wow. they're no. killing George Floyd. They're killing us like we're nothing. What do we have to apologize for? They hurt us every day. I, I experience racism every day. When I travel and we, I experience racism every day because of my braids. When my hair was straight, I didn't experience it.
5: That's Hmm. real, that's real. We'll never, that's- They hurt
2: hurt us every day. So what, you know, it's like, I don't intentionally, I never try to hurt anybody. But if you come for me and I have not sent for you,
5: then I'm coming back for you. And that's just real. She said what she said. She said what she sent. But, but if, you can if, go if, back if, and
2: look and see, I have never said mm. anything to hurt anybody. I won't even mention people that have hurt me and said things about me. But like when 50 Cent came for uh, Michael's daughter and was talking about, I came for him because I'm older. So take it to me. She's a young girl um, defending her father. Why would you say Stuff like I, you know, I was like, keep Michael's name out of your mouth. He's not here to defend himself.
5: I love that relationship. I love when you talk about your relationship with Michael, because people don't really didn't really know, didn't know how close that you guys were. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And we were very, very close. And we got to expect uh, elders to do
3: elder things like we can't be mad and say we don't have elders and then try to silence them. Right. I think it's important to have an open, open communication with our elders, obviously, because we all have a lot to learn from one another. But it's just like, come on. I mean, even how you reached out to Megan Thee Stallion, that those kind of intergenerational things to come to the defense of our of, of each of each other is important and to correct, to openly correct and defend. I reached out to Megan Thee Stallion when she got shot in the foot. I was appalled.
2: I was, I was, it hurt my heart.
6: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And a
2: lot of things that I see these young women go through, it just hurts my heart. It's like, don't allow a man to treat you like that, to disrespect your being. We are the mothers of the earth. They're children. Something that they cannot do, them raggedy ass niggas, they cannot do. Don't let a man mistreat you. I've been married three times and I will not. And and it was my fault. I mean, some of it was my fault. I can't blame it all on the men, but these men today want to be us. They carry purses. They wear more jewelry than we do. They dress in in dresses. I would like to have our dresses back. I I really would. I would really like to have our dresses back. Can we just have that shit back? I mean, I don't, I just don't understand it. It's like, come on. But you know, we live in this type of world where every and anything goes. There's no respect for no one. You, they don't. I, and you know what? I'm tired. That's why I didn't even with um, Tyree, the man that was beaten to death. That mm-hmm. was very. That was a mm-hmm. personal, a personal beating. But I wouldn't put that on. I'm tired of doing that. You know, we all do it and put it on our page, and then two days later, it's gone. We have to change the, the and, 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 you know, I love Reverend Sharpton, but he needs to sit down because he's not changing the the, he's not changing anything. It keeps going and he keeps going to the funerals. So um, come on. And I know him very well, but I'm like, look, I'm tired of y'all getting up there and talking. We got to change it. What do we need to do to change it? That's what, that's where I am. We got to change them, the thinking, and it's not so much White people have to change their thinking about us. Yeah. we've forgiven them. We've been more than forgiving, but they mm-hmm. have to change their idea of what black people and people of color are. That's what I was been saying. It's it's just so tricky
4: because the more we show of ourselves, the more um, it's taken, stolen, bit off of, chewed up from you know it, it's as soon as it's like i want a, I want a news network that is uh, created by and run by uh, black people yes us
2: the black I news network, network. We, yes I, but no but you know what the problem is and it's just like with black press once black artists cross over they no longer go back to the black press they they <laughs> that is true they don't, they don't, they don't reverence that as being that important. And so we have to, recondition our minds that to love ourselves. Yes. Black press is important. They helped you get to that point. Always. So why would you just cut them out? Yes. I always do. I always do a uh, black press. I always, I always do. Cause that's who helped me get on. Why would I just not. Think, the public
5: doesn't really notice that that's as interesting as you say that like they don't notice that some of their biggest favorite artists whose tickets are thousands of dollars won't be on like they won't and do it's ridiculous first. for
2: anybody's ticket to be fifteen hundred dollars or three thousand dollars that's yeah. crazy the yeah. average black family can't pay that so who are you who are you oh that
3: makes me upset that just mm. makes me upset a lot of that is and you know uh, Joe Biden just came out and spoke about Ticketmaster. it where, uh, no, a lot of it is a lot of that junk fees. A lot of fees are being attached to ticket sales that sometimes double the cost of the tickets. They'll there. There's 40, 50, 60, 70 dollars in fees, you know, on a ticket that cost you know, that that might start out costing 150 bucks you pay 60 dollars in fees mm. there's so much That's why people attached would to in
5: congress a couple weeks ago because of this thing yeah there's
3: so much attached to this but i do understand both sides of this thing to be honest you know i 100 percent understand where you are coming from you know i gotta say miss stephanie i'm sorry i can't my brain can't call you stephanie i apologize but you know, there's, you know, I understand exactly where you're coming from in the sense of that it's like what family, what person can afford that. But I also understand the fact that the that we have a hard time placing the proper value on what we do. A lot of us as artists, we're people are making big, big money off of what artists do and other artists are, she's the biggest artist on the planet. And it's like there's there's there is got to be some kind of way that we can continue. And and I and I struggle with this because, you know, I hate capitalism and I definitely struggle with us playing these kind of games. But I also understand that as artists, we oftentimes end up the the person who benefits the least from the product that we make. And that happens at every level, even on that major mess, that major high, high level. And, you know, so anyway, the, I, I struggle with that a little bit. I, I see it on both sides. Let me tell you
2: something. There ain't nobody bigger than God.
6: There's nobody bigger than God. Nowhere. And
2: I don't care if you're the biggest artist on the planet. I do not care. You're not worth $3,000
6: a ticket,
4: period. I am going to agree to disagree because I sure enough paid a whole whopper to go see Bette Midler. And I sat in that audience in that second row and I smiled as hard as I could. How much did you pay? $3,500.
3: And Barbra Streisand, Barbra Streisand, when she did her farewell tour, people were paying thousands of dollars to go and see her. So from a from a consumer standpoint, is it that as you
5: as I follow your career and I I grow I, I, you grow that I too should grow and I should be able to make enough money as you're growing to support you no matter where you go so that I can afford that? T- is that how am I supposed to think as a as a fan? Because I want to go, but I'm like and and if the people that you put in your videos that make you look good and make you look nice and brown and cultured and in the streets, if they can't afford it too. And certain only certain people. Then when you look in the crowd, and you only see certain white, right. you I'm only
6: confused. see white people.
3: Yeah, but like, I, that's I, tough. I, I'm telling y'all, it's a lot to it because even when you think about like you, you might pay thirty five hundred dollars for a sofa. You know, and yes, you sit on it every day for but, years. But are what we saying is that art and music is not as valuable as furniture? Our, uh, what we do. What we all on on this on almost two what what three fourths of us do on this call is what we do. Not as what valuable. What is the value? Account? What is the value of it? What is the value of it? What is the value of art? I just don't think that I paid three hundred and fifty dollars
2: to go see Bruno Mars. My son loves Bruno Mars, and I paid three hundred and fifty. I didn't mind paying that, but I will yeah. never ever pay. 2500 Twenty five hundred three. I will never pay that with no meal attached. I will never. I will never pay that. Yeah. There's nobody. I took that. my son
3: to see Kendrick Lamar. I spent six hundred dollars.
2: Yeah. I. There's no. There's in no, the front
5: row. Did you have front row at three fifty? Did you have front row at six hundred? I, I mean. didn't have
2: front row at 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 three fifty. I was like on the side. Uh, I had front row there, but I I just. I guess I won't see artists cuz I won't, I, won't
5: I, uh, I, I don't
4: won't think everybody's going to charge that much either you know and I, it's probably you could do it at levels let's well, just say let's okay. say you do a, a performance with an orchestra at I don't know um Carnegie Hall or the Lincoln Center like uh, that how,
2: how much was Prince's tickets he did he huh. did, how much was his ticket? That's an I interesting think he was question like $47 shut up jill i'm I'm serious like he had he 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 he, he, to me he did it the right way he did not overcharge how did he do that and still he made a deal with he made some kind of deal with whoever was promoting him and he didn't allow them.
5: So that's the thing. To make the corporations pay the big ticket and make your yes. fans' spot. like if you feel I get you Asia, you feel like you're worth it. You are.
3: But just not for me. Mm. Don't let the don't let the cost of it trickle down to the consumer to me, or, the or the worker. The, the person should not It's kind of like that situation where you know that the restaurants can pay their servers a living wage. But it's up to you as the consumer to then you know, we all do tip. I always tip. I believe in tipping, but, th- but that should, the person's livelihood shouldn't be based on that. Corporations are constantly throwing the cost of, of, right. of, la- of labor that is valuable into the consumer's, um, lap when they should be paying people fair, fair prices. Exactly. They be paying- if I yes.
2: always, I always tip and I always, uh uh Tip over what it what it is Because mm-hmm. you know You got people out here working hard But you got to remember Even
5: as an artist Your fans are the ones That's keeping you going That's, that's the part Meanwhile it's a box full of Live Nation folks at the show They ain't even pay Because you know it's They liberation. ain't even paying They so, did not oh, even pay All of the rich people That are coming to the show All the, the rich and famous They're not paying either they're not paying. They're not paying. they're not paying they're not
3: paying They're not paying They're not paying They're not paying they're not paying. Oh, y'all just ooh, my brain. Ooh, ooh. Mm. I, I'm, I'm. You leave it to Prince to have the answer because Prince, mm. ooh, Lord, well, Prince yeah. had also made
4: a whole lot of money before he had um, made the decision. Mm. Like, I think he ooh, yeah. sold tickets at the Greek for like twenty five dollars a ticket, and yeah. he did a um um what do you call it? a residency, and yeah. I think that that's a perfect way to continue your musical legacy. Yes, so that your school can get to you.
2: Yeah, because otherwise they they, they can't. I can't imagine somebody, a Black family saying, oh, I'm going to take my family to see Beyonce at $3,000 a ticket.
3: Yeah, no. Two (laughs) parents, like three kids. You know who Mm. else kind of does this model too is uh, Chance the Rapper. Yes. Mm. He does a lot of work where he makes the kind of corporate overhead pay for what he's doing, you know, it, it, but it gets tricky also when you start messing around with the corporations, the thing is that capitalism in, in, in general, with the
5: corporations, you're, you know, you're you representing
3: are, I mean, there's no way that you can, streaming you know, services, you're in, you're in there, honey, you're in, oh, no, you're already tied into it, this is the world that we live in, but I can't lie to you, you know, it, it's that, that age old, you know, thing, how do I function Within this system in the most ethical way possible for myself and yep. what I want to do. Yeah. And it goes back to the original kind of advice that Stephanie, oh, gosh, my body is shaking, um, said in the beginning where she was just like listen the machine is the machine but you have to be able to navigate that machine with your own kind of compass and understand who you are within it use it for what you can get it to do for the for what you need it to to accomplish for the moment but not allowing that to kind of define you to where that becomes how you operate and that's really difficult it is really difficult which is why you being in the space where you are right now is not to be under Celebrated. It should be celebrated to the highest degree because it is not an easy thing for people to do.
6: Yeah. Yeah.
5: More conversation after the break.
0: Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or... Get goofy officially step up like a boss and save the day or see what life's like under the tree of life did you if you could would you when we come through it's true magic because we came to play bring the magic at walt disney world resort
1: there's a lot happening these days
7: Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT and I,
4: I, man, my little twenty-three years in this business.
2: You can't stay little. That's not a little.
4: Well, you know, in comparison to you, my dear, I can see how people can give up. I can see how, I I went to see a showcase last night, a talented young people. um, They they, they put on the best show, uh, one of the young girls, um, I think she's like, Fifteen years old, she sang at last with all the conviction and sincerity that you could sing at last. She did that. <laughs> In the, I, I say that you know there's different levels of careers, if, if level is the right word. There's just different careers, and if you can make one um, doing something that you love to do, that feels right for your soul, truly and sincerely, even when nobody's around, and especially when nobody's around. If you can create a career like that for yourself,
6: you have absolutely won. How do you forgive those that attempted to stop you or um, diminish you or stand in the way?
2: How, how do you do that? And if, if you do, a lot of therapy mm. and giving it to God and taking my hands off of it. It's like, God, it's too much for me to bear. And then go talk to my therapist. That's what you have to have to do. And then you still have to believe that you're moving in the right direction for you. That's the most important thing is to stay your course. Because if you get off course then you're doing what somebody else wants you to do, and people will always say, well, she didn't listen. She didn't do this, but I'm still here and I'm still enjoying my life and living my life on my own terms. And that's what I wanted. I'm living my life and doing what I want to do on my own terms. And that's so important. Thank you so
5: much. How can we continue to support you, Stephanie? Like, how do you, mm-hmm.
2: how can we continue
5: to love on you? Everybody who's listening to, me?
2: Just say a prayer for me, say a prayer for me. You know, if you want to come to my show, come to my show, but just say a prayer for me and, and remember what I, you know, what I've said and, and take it to heart. And, and, and you can use me as an example, because I never wanted to be an artist that wound up broke, wound up in in a drug house. I never wanted to be that because I saw that. So, I never, so I always lived my life under the radar and was able to take care of myself no matter what happened. And I think that's important. It's not how well you live, it's how long you live well.
3: That's important. That's important. Bars. Can I say something? Yes. I I didn't get a chance to fangirl on you earlier in the show properly, but I want you to know that vocally you are just oh my god just absolute perfection wow the personality the personality in how your vocal performance it is just like all of the layers of it all of the feeling I don't even know you know a lot of times we talk about as little girls who we tried to emulate Mm -hmm. and we don't talk enough about how we all emulated you how we all stood in the mirror, how we all... So true. Me and my stepbrother, I, I want you to understand, We were. I've been up and I've been down in that mirror. I was <laughs> seeing now. I'm <laughs> hoarse I'm, I'm right now. I want to embarrass myself. But I'm like, the times that we stood in that mirror on our tippy toes, honey, and my brother, he's gay, we were giving full... Yes. You know, Be yeah. on we solid ground. We were giving ground. full, you know... <laughs> um you know towel wig and everything okay we were we were fully engaged and you know so just to just to have you here and talking to you and just hearing your wisdom I just want to make sure that I give you your flowers obviously Jill is in a am- gives flowers in the best way like she's she's so amazingly talented at giving flowers so mine are you know a little bit disjunct you no know, whatever it's I'm like Mine is a little (laughs) waggity, but I love you. I do. Oh, my gosh. And I just to have what you have done to preserve your spirit and your mind, your heart, your soul and your craft is inspiring and it is necessary. Mm -hmm. And we will protect you at all costs. Oh, thank you.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much. It is
6: complete affirmation. Um, This is a real 360. (laughs) For real.
4: Please uh, continue to enjoy (laughs) J.L. the podcast. We have conversations to spark conversation and action. It is an honor (laughs) to have this day. I hope you all feel the same. Thank you so much. Thank you. Love everybody. Love you, Doug. Making us
5: cry. What's wrong with (laughs) you?
0: (laughs) How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time.
4: Hey, listeners, it's Amber, the producer
5: here. We hope you love Miss Mills as much as we do. I mean, of course you do. (laughs) As she mentioned on the podcast, The Legend is on
4: tour this year. I'll drop a link below in the show notes. And that's it. Go see The Legend that is Stephanie Mills.
6: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
4: Hi, if you have comments on something we said in this episode, call 866-HEY-JILL. If you want to add to this conversation, that's 866-439-5455. Don't forget to tell us your name and the episode you're referring to. You might just hear your message on a future episode.
1: Thank you for listening to Jill Scott Presents, J.ill the podcast. J.L.
4: is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
0: Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play?